Happy holidays, everyone. You're listening to Deck the Hallmark Podcast. My name is Maggie, and I'm recapping new original Hallmark movies airing on the Hallmark Channel from now until Christmas Day. Today, I'm talking about Enchanted Christmas and The Sweetest Christmas. I'm reviewing these movies from a queer, fat, feminist point of view, which is not the target demographic for these movies, but here I am, here you are, here we go. everyone so this episode is a little late I try to post on Thursdays but it is Saturday um I found out the hard way that unless you watch the Hallmark movies the new ones when they air there's no way to watch them online without paying for something uh there's a Hallmark movie app that I think probably has them but the only way to watch them is to figure out when they're airing again and watch them then so I watched these two movies I watched one yesterday and one on Thursday so I have the deets, uh, and I'm ready to talk about them. Since in this project, I've kind of realized that recapping two movies every week is a lot, especially when Hallmark movies are two hours long each. So I think from now on, I'm going to be watching both of them, but then deciding which one I like more and recapping that one. So um, this week will be the similar talking about both and choosing which one I like best, but I think from now on out, I'm going to be just choosing one. And um, just talking about that one. So Thanksgiving is coming up. It's this coming week. So Hallmark is airing, I think, a new movie every single night. So what I'm going to be doing for Thanksgiving, because it's so many movies, I'm going to pick one or two and recap the ones that I like the best. So we're going to be talking about the best of the best here. So that's exciting. Anyway, let's get into the movies that aired this week. So grab a mug of hot chocolate, cozy up with your iPhone, and let's talk about Enchanted Christmas. First thing I noticed about this movie is that it actually had a stylized text overlay for the title and the credits, which is good, but I'm not sure what the distinction is between things that get a stylized credit and movies that just get the plain white, like, word document text. Um, So this movie stars Alexa Vega, who has an extra last name since I last have talked about her. Um, Alexa Vega, I know her best from being in the uh, Spy Kids movies when I was young. Um, Alexa Vega, how old is she? She's born in 19, she's 29, I'm 24. She's only five years older than me. Um, So she was in the Spy Kid movies, which we don't know. Um, I don't know if they're worth a watch if you've never seen them, but they were like the biggest thing when I was young because technology was just kind of exploding and um, Spy Kids created a world where kids were saving their parents, but also where there's all kinds of technology that probably exists today but at that point it was kind of like what could the future hold anyway so she was like the one of the main characters in the spy kids film empire so alexa vega's name is now alexa pena vega and that's because she married carlos pena who i guess they just decided when they got married to merge their names there's no hyphen it's one word and it's Pena, and then Vega, but the V in Vega is capitalized. That's a very interesting way to combine your last names. Anyway, uh, but he is the male star in this movie. So that's kind of interesting that it's like a married couple in a movie. Um, but that's, yeah, it's a little bit of history about, about their last names. Um, anyway, so this one is, as I said, called Enchanted Christmas. So Alexa Vega plays um, a person named, I think her name's Laura. 
Yes. So Alexa Pena Vega is um, this woman named Laura who has a like 10 year old um, child who is a girl. Um, and she works for some kind of company that I guess remodels buildings. And um, she finds out that she has to go to her hometown to fix up a lodge called the Enchanted Lodge, which is why this movie is called Enchanted Christmas. Um, she has to fix it up by Christmas Eve. And it's really important to her job. And um, there's a Christmas Eve show every year at this lodge. And she used to be a dancer, we find out. Um, and she left her hometown for whatever reason. And her dad was very angry. Um, oh, she left because her husband died. Oh, that's bad. Um, and so now she's dating this new guy at her job who looks like a Kendall, um, who's made of wax. Um, Alexa Pena Vega is a person of color. I believe she is Latina. And, um, Carlos is also a person of color. So I think it's cool that they do have some diversity in this movie. Um, and, and actually in the next movie too, there is some diversity. So this was a pretty good weekend in diversity for Hallmark. Um, so she used to dance, and she doesn't dance anymore, and they live in L.A., and her daughter doesn't want to go to this strange place. Now, this movie features more off-brand holiday, holiday music, and I just want to know where they get it. I have some quotes of um, the lyrics, but at this point in the movie, the lyrics were like, I'll be home this holiday, instead of I'll be home for Christmas, which I just thought was funny. Um... So we travel back to her hometown in Utah, and her dad is making tamales, and her daughter's name is Nikki. Good to know. Um, his house is really beautifully decorated, and I was kind of interested. I'm skeptical that a straight, cisgendered man would have such wonderful taste in holiday decoration, because he doesn't. He lives alone. I don't think that her mom is alive, so that was kind of, from, from the single dads I know, I don't, that doesn't seem like that's what would happen, but anyway. Um, I also believe Carlos Pena was in Big Time Rush. Yes, he was. He was in the Nickelodeon show Big Time Rush. So there's a lot of uh, young kind of child actor vibes in this movie. Um, so <laughs> he's, um, so we got to him and he's dancing with this like blonde white lady. And he's wearing a very tight blue shirt. Um, and he notices a picture of him and... Laura when they were younger and it's in front of a fountain and the fountain's important but we'll get to that later and then we cut to Laura in her bedroom and she is also looking at that picture that was kind of a cute little um cut I kind of like that um so and then we meet um Carlos's aunt Claudia Carlos's name and this is Ricardo which reminds me of I Love Lucy so we cut to Ricardo's grandma who not grandma <laughs> So we meet um, Ricardo's aunt, um, Aunt Claudia, who is putting on the Christmas show at the Enchanted Lodge, and they're doing, like, a Christmas dance with the kids. That comes in. Um, and then there, <laughs> there's more hilarious off-brand Christmas music. This lyric is, up on the house, no delays, no pause, which is very similar to up on the rooftop, reindeer pause. I just, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, um, we meet Laura's best friend, who was a very tall, red-headed goddess, um, and this movie is, is lit. I don't know who the director of lighting or photography was, but the lighting in this movie consistently has a lot of, like, kind of backlit slash hair light, if you know what a hair light is. It's a light that comes from behind you, and, like, so you can see, like, the shape of your ha your hair really well. A lot of that very, like, glowy 
kind of vibes um, in this movie. Um, but anyway, so we find out that Ricardo left for a dance tour when they were younger, and that's kind of why they broke up. Um, and Laura's best friend works at a local coffee shop, which seems weird for someone who's like a grown-ass woman, um, but maybe she owns it, but that never is addressed. Um, we meet a, another person of color, Eddie. He is an African-American man, and he is in charge of like the remodel of the place. Um, so of course there's like a hilarious meet cute where Ricardo is practicing in the ballroom, um, of the Enchanted and Laura is like walking around trying to look at it and they're like, oh, we should go see Eddie, the person who's remodeling. So of course they run into each other and they're like, oh my gosh, um, what are you doing here? (laughs) Um, so, you know meet cute and they're all flustered and stuff but um it's obvious that ricardo still loves her and she's like no i need to guard myself so okay (laughs) so they spend a lot of time at the lodge um laura's dad is teaching nikki her daughter about school stuff like tutoring her nikki is wearing a ridiculous thick purple headband that matches her outfit um the choreo (laughs) So the kids that are in the Christmas show are practicing their choreography, and it is very, like, hip-hop, which I have never in my life been taught more of, like, a hip-hop dance for Christmas show, but I think that's pretty cool. Um, everyone in this sh- in this movie in particular has ridiculously beautiful, lightly curled hair, like, beautiful goddess tresses, and it was, like, everyone just had beautiful, beautiful long hair. I did definitely notice that. And then there was a commercial on the television for something called the Sleep Styler, which is like these giant rollers that give you those kind of curls. And I was like, you know what? I bet that's what they use. You get those curls is the Sleep Styler. Um, so her daughter Nikki wants to dance with the other kids and she says no because, I don't know, she doesn't want to get her heart broken. Who knows? Um then of course they're looking for Christmas trees because you can't have a Hallmark movie without looking for Christmas trees. Um, in this movie, they did use little kind of texting graphics, like she's texting um, Ricardo, and like you see it on the screen, which I thought was cute because I haven't seen a lot of Hallmark movies that did that kind of thing. So I liked, I definitely liked that. Um, and she's watching home movies of them dancing when they were younger. Um, and eventually, she lets her daughter be in the Christmas show. Um, and this is a very kind of cute, lighthearted movie in general, but I think it's just not, not one of my favorites. Um, so Ricardo's dance partner got like a tour opportunity. So she's like, oh, I'm leaving. Bye. And so Laura steps into dance. Um, and so there's like a little, little part of her dancing and her hair is up in this giant bun. Um, and she's dancing in these really tiny heels, which are, I think are taller than actual dance heels. So I wasn't sure why she was dancing in those, but I don't know much about dancing. Um, then they're in a ski lift and this is definitely a green screen moment cause it does not look real at all. Um, and let's see, he finds the fountain in like a back room in the lodge and apparently the fountains where they had their first kiss, which is cute. Um, and I thought, yeah, they, did, they didn't have a ton of, like, romantic or, like, sexual tension. They had a lot of cute friend tension, but not a lot of, like, romantic tension, in my opinion. So then her boyfriend from L.A., who she works with, 
just like pops out of nowhere. His name is Scott, which is a real white person name. I have an uncle Scott, so I would know. Um, they, I, I had a question about having a fountain running when it's cold enough to be snowing. Usually they turn off fountains, so I have questions about that that I probably won't look up the answer to. Um, so Laura is like super tired because she's trying to remodel the lodge, but then also learn all these dance moves. And she's like, it's like a montage of her just like sleeping in different places. Um, and then the blonde dancer comes back and tells Ricardo that she can only go on tour if he goes with her and they have to leave the night of the Christmas show, of course. So he has like a decision to make and um, he originally, I mean, he's like, no, like I need to be here. This is the Christmas show. And she's like, it's the opportunity of a lifetime or whatever. And it's in London, of course, nowhere nearby. So uh, Laura overhears Scott talking to their boss and talking like mad dirt on her. So she like gets upset and kind of like runs away because everyone's kind of confronting her at the same time, which, you know, I relate to completely. Um, Ricardo and Laura's dad have a little talk and we find out that at one point in time when they were dating, Ricardo said that he was going to marry Laura and that he loved her more than he loved dancing. Um, so it makes me wonder like why he left her to go dance if that's true. Um, but then Laura tells him to take the job, go on tour and don't worry about the show. And then he throws a penny in the fountain and makes a wish. Um, and then she's upset because he left and she goes and throws a penny in the fountain and makes a wish. And, you know, let's be honest, we've all had, have a good fountain cry when we're stressed out. I mean, doesn't everyone do that? So her boss shows up to make sure the lodge is like in good condition. And then her dad throws a penny in the fountain. <laughs> this is actually not a magic fountain. I'm sure there is a homework movie with a magic fountain, but this is not one of them. That is one thing I like that's not on this channel. Sorry, I keep clapping my hands. I'm sorry if you can hear that. Um, one thing I don't like about Hallmark movies on the Hallmark channel and not the Hallmark movies and mysteries channel is there's a lot more magic in the Hallmark movies and mysteries channel. But I do like magic and angels and special things like that. So Laura is introducing the Christmas show and announces that she's now the general manager of the Enchanted Lodge, which is nice. She's like, yeah, I want to stay. I kind of cried a little bit, but I was so tired when I watched this that it may have just been exhausted. Um, but the kids come out and dance, and they are really cute. They're in these adorable reindeer costumes, which I would actually use as, like, inspiration for, like, a Halloween costume because they were so adorable. Um, and then breakdancing elves come out because, of course, they do. And then Ricardo comes back, and he's like, of course I'm here. And this was very much like a... A Ross and Rachel moment like he didn't get on the plane <laughs> he got off the plane that made me laugh to myself um so they are going to dance and it was a it was a weird music choice for that but they danced really well and she was wearing a really pretty dress um and then Santa pops out and it was nice it was good um and then a cut to I think like Christmas day and her best friend is there with them on Christmas with her family. So I'm going to name that this is the gayest moment of the movie because I don't know why her best friend is with her on Christmas. Like, why doesn't her best friend have any family of her own? I'm assuming it's because she has a huge crush on Alexa Pena Vega, which I would too, so I totally get it. 
Um, and then it snowed, snowing outside, and Ricardo comes out and is like, come outside, it's snowing. And then they go out in the snow, and then they do a freeze frame ending. And that is the end <laughs> of Enchanted Christmas. So in a second, we're going to talk about The Sweetest Christmas, which stars Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls. But right now, listen to this fake ad for a fake product. episode of Deck the Hallmark Podcast is brought to you by Goddess Curls. Don't settle for limp, lifeless hair this holiday season. Dazzle your friends and family with a head full of Goddess Curls. Just suck up your hair into our patented Goddess Swirl Chamber, and within seconds, you'll have picture-perfect cascading tendrils everyone will envy. Mention Deck the Hallmark at checkout and receive a Goddess Curls travel set for only $9.99. And remember, why be a girl when you could be a goddess? So The Sweetest Christmas stars Lacey, it's either Chabert or Chabert, probably Chabert, who was Gretchen Wieners in the iconic cult classic Mean Girls, and she's still acting. She's on the Hallmark Channel, and I'll tell you what, she does a damn good job acting on the Hallmark Channel. So, um, Lacey Chabert plays a woman named Kylie who, her passion is baking, and she really likes holiday baking, and she enters these contests every year, but she's always rejected, and she has a dream of opening her own cake shop, so she wants to win a gingerbread contest to win $25,000, which will help her open this bake shop. Uh, she currently is a temp receptionist at her boyfriend's work, which is, I don't even know what they do, honestly. Um, but she's been to culinary school. She was working at a restaurant. They do kind of an information dump at the beginning. Um, and she lives in you know a small town, blah, blah, blah. Um, we find out that she's living with her sister and her sister's husband and their kids. She's kind of like just staying with them. I don't think their parents are alive. Um, and um, Kylie is pretty confident that her boyfriend is going to propose to her. It's their anniversary. And it's like, He's been saying it's going to be special, you know. So they go to the restaurant, which is a secret. But turns out she knows the owner of the restaurant, who is actually her ex-boyfriend from when they were teenagers. And um, he's, like, you know, a tall white man. And her boyfriend is a shorter white man and whatever. They know each other. He has a son named Bobby. He's really cute. I think the restaurant owner's name is Nick. Um, and, you know, the kid's just, you know, cute little kid, cute little kid haircut. So she thinks he's going to propose. He doesn't propose. He asks her to be like a full-time staff member. So we get the idea that her boyfriend is kind of really obsessed with focusing on work. Um, and this was scene was very, very reminiscent of the Legally Blonde scene uh, where Elle Woods thinks that uh, her boyfriend is going to propose to her and he breaks up with her. So not quite as bad, but um, very reminiscent. So she breaks up with him because she's like, this is a business relationship, and I want a romantic relationship. Um, and he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He's just, like, really work-focused. Like, he's not uncaring. He's just kind of, like, oblivious. Um, so we find out that she gets into the gingerbread competition, uh, which is very exciting. But her nieces ruined the oven. They melted something in it. I don't know. So now she needs an oven, which, you know, we're like, oh, I wonder where she's going to go. Maybe it's her ex-boyfriend's restaurant. Yeah, that is where she goes. 
the the two main characters in this, Kylie and Nick, I don't think they have a lot of romantic chemistry, but I did feel that they had a lot of like old friend chemistry. I I did buy that they used to be like old friends and were very familiar with each other, but the romantic stuff was like meh. Um, so then we have another person of color. This is person of color weekend on Hallmark, and I hope they integrate people of color continuously for the rest of the year. So we meet um, Ralphie, who is an African-American man. He is a chef at the restaurant. He really likes snacking, and he is actually quite involved in this movie. So I am I am happy, and I hope it continues. So Nick agrees to let Kylie use his oven, so then um, she and Ralphie and Bobby, who is the little boy, go to the restaurant supply store <laughs> to get all her ingredients. Um, and Ralphie kind of grills her about, like, what are her intentions, and you really hurt him, and um, we find out that, um, he's kind of defensive because Kylie kind of broke his heart because she left really suddenly. Um, and we find out that that's because his parents died and he had to, I think either his mom, I think his mom died. His mom died and then he, he had to really like keep his family together and, um, she was in I guess culinary schools, so he was going back and forth, like spending a lot of time traveling to see her, and she's like, he really needs to just focus on his family. So that's why she ended stuff, which is a pretty selfless reason. Um, so she has a good heart, I think. Anyway, we find out that Nick doesn't really decorate his house. They don't have a tree because he's so busy with the restaurant and work. Um, and then her ex-boyfriend kind of comes back and tries to fix things. And um, she's in charge of doing their office holiday party. So finally, it's the holiday party, which she's like, her job is riding on the holiday party. And yes, she's still working at the company, even though she broke up with her boyfriend. That's That seems unrealistic. Whatevs. Um, so she's at the holiday party, and everyone's in kind of like casual office attire. And she's in this bright red, off-the-shoulder sweetheart neckline dress. And she looks very, very out of place. We find out she and Nick have their first kiss on a merry-go-round. Um, and I noticed that um, this actress, Lacey Chabert, has really pretty and kind eyes. And I think that plays really well on camera. So that's just something. Um, these movies are so long. Both of these, every time I sit down to watch a movie, they are so freaking long. Like, two hours is too much. An hour and a half would be more than enough. Two hours is a long time. Um, so then we find, <laughs> I, I definitely kind of petered out at the end of this one. It just wasn't that interesting. There's another snowball fight between adults in the middle of town. Um, the snow looks real. Um, we find out that Kylie's gingerbread baking idol, who's like a famous baker essentially, is entering the contest for no reason, um, at all. Uh, in this episode, I finally figured out what Nick reminded me of, and he looks like an off-brand Danny Tanner from the show Full House. Look him up. Look up Bob Saget, and then tell me what you think about that. Uh, finally, the contest happens. Finally, the contest is happening. We see that the famous baker is being sponsored by her ex-boyfriend, which is some kind of ploy to win Kylie back, which seems like the opposite of something that would win her back. Um, but he proposes to her... I think with the gingerbread house that this star baker makes, puts a ring in it. And um, he says that he entered to win her 
verbatim, he's like, I entered to win you, which is really dumb. Like, he entered the contest to win her. <sighs> Terrible. Um, but she is in the middle of saying no, and Nick sees it happening, and he's like, she's leaving again. Um, so then she's talking to her um, friend about how she has feelings for him. But then, of course, Ralphie hears, and Ralphie is Nick's best friend. So she's like, I need to tell him I love him, but he won't listen to words. So I'm going to tell him in gingerbread, <laughs> uh, which is funny. Um, so she ends up winning the baking contest. I think the way that she showed him that she loved him was by making a candy gingerbread merry-go-round uh, because that's where they had their first kiss. And they go to an actual merry-go-round and they kiss while she's on a horse and it's a lot. And then they just smile and ride horses and hold hands. And that is the end of this movie. So which movie did I like more? I don't know. I think I like Enchanted Christmas more. But I didn't like either of these much at all. So far my favorite has been Miss Christmas. I really did like Miss Christmas. And my mom, I just talked to my mom on the phone. And she agreed that she also really liked Miss Christmas. So that's still my favorite so far. I'm excited to see um, all the movies that are coming up this week, Thanksgiving week. All right. Well, that's all the holiday magic I have to share with you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please give it a review on iTunes if you did. I guess I have no money invested in this. So if you don't, it's okay. I just hope you're enjoying listening to it if you're listening to it. I'll see you next week when we discuss one of the five movies I think that Hallmark is airing and I hope you have a fantastic wonderful Thanksgiving with whoever you're spending it with whether it's friends family strangers whoever I hope you have a wonderful holiday and I will see you at the start of the Christmas season